Working Interferences is intended for mature audiences. Since the hosts never grew up, someone needs to be the adult. Welcome to Working Interferences with Josh and Lance, the dental advice podcast for the average dentist. Here is Josh and Lance. Bruz, what is up? Welcome to another edition of the Working Interferences podcast. I'm Joshua Austin. And I am Lance Timmerman. Lance, what is up? Uh, not much. Hey, I finished your uh, your episode with the Alan Mead experience and Detola. Yeah, so. think. Well, out of solidarity, I'm not going to do the reverse crown prep either. Okay, nice. <laughs> Interestingly, I've not started back doing it this week. So I don't know. I don't know if I'll go back to it or not. It's kind of an interesting thing. Yeah. Well, bros stick together. It kind of started an interesting little conversation. Andrea listened to it and she told me, I didn't know you weren't prepping crowns that way or whatever anymore. And then I asked her like, you've never told me how you prep crowns. (laughs) Why are you getting mad at me? Because I didn't tell you that I prep differently now. Like, it was kind of an interesting little discussion that I had with, with Andrew about that. Yeah, but it was – I've gotten some good feedback from it. I think it was kind of cathartic for all of us sure, involved. Sure, sure. So I'm hoping that that has driven some new listeners our way. And if so, welcome yes. to, uh, to the Working Interferences. Where we give nothing but bad advice. Nothing but bad advice. I had an interesting night tonight, Lance, and I want to tell you a little bit about it. Sure. So I'm in Columbus, Ohio. Columbus, named after our 16th president. <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. I'm not going to check it. It's it's uh, 12, 15 at night here uh, on a Thursday night. Uh, I don't feel like fact checking is what I'm here to do tonight. So <laughs> well, I was we'll here go lecturing for a, a study club uh, and two things. First off, the director of the study club is a periodontist named Jason Stoner. Awesome. Uh, spelled just like a guy who smokes a lot of weed. Hey, I'm in Washington. We're we're uh, we're all green. Nice. I want you to take a guess at what day this uh this Dr. Stoner's wedding anniversary is. If there was one date out of the calendar <laughs> no. that was cool. 420? 420. No way. The dude got married on 420. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> I don't think it was I think it was just a coincidence like I don't think he's the weed smoking type, but when you have a name oh, like come Stoner, on. come on. Anything on 420 is cool. Hey, well, for sure. That's amazing. So cool. And so obviously, like, everybody here is just massive Ohio State fans, right? That's weird. So the lecture was, like, at a, at a country club, like, in some, you know, conference room at a country club. And, mm-hmm. and I'm kind of talking to the coordinator before we get started and whatnot. And I shit you not, into the room walks Eddie George. Nice. 96 Heisman Trophy winner, Eddie George. Very Maybe cool. not five, somewhere in there. Ish. Apparently, he has some sort of investment firm, like money management or whatever, and he was sponsoring. And so he stayed for like the first part of my lecture. It was crazy. Oh, wow. Never had a Heisman Trophy winner attend a lecture before. You know, I, I have to say that I think that's probably your, one of the, maybe the only, I venture to say, that uh, has Heisman Trophy. I would guess, yeah, that's probably the only chance of a Heisman Trophy winner ever coming to my lecture. I don't think Cam Newton's going to be coming anytime soon to like check it well, out. Well, you don't know. And, and definitely after I put Johnny Manziel on blast a few episodes ago, I definitely don't think he's coming. <laughs> yeah, I think Johnny's going to take a pass, hard pass. <laughs> His reputation isn't so great. He probably doesn't want to know about reputation, man. 
management. Yeah, well, who knows? But it went well? You had a good time? It did. It went well. And 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 this is coming off of last week mm-hmm. where we got to, to be in person together for, I think, the second time in our lives. Uh, yeah, it was quite the surreal experience. It was fun. Yeah. We had a good time. We, we both went to the Chicago Midwinter. Um, we may have found a potential sponsor. We need to iron out some details for him. That's right. That's right. We'll get the we'll get the deets and we'll share share the wealth, share the love. Nice. It was it was an all around good time. How, what was your Chicago experience like? It was good. It's actually warmer than Seattle. Wow. Uh, Seattle had snowed while I was gone, and uh, it was kind of rainy there in, in in Columbus. I attended the Anaxdent uh, Pecton Summit on Thursday, and uh, that's just for people to nerd out on on dental materials. And so um, I'll probably talk about that a little bit more some other time. But it, for to sum up the cliff notes of an entire day, it's uh, an alternative to full art zirconia or any zirconia um, with it has a, with a little bit of flexibility to it. And uh, I've only used it as implant abutments and then the crowns were seated on top of them but the, uh, i think the primary use or major use is is full arch like all on four and instead of having an acrylic or having uh full arch zirconia that can break we can have something with has a little bit of flexibility so that was fun nice did you see anybody maybe um that you might have known at the pectin summit oh i felt like such a stalker so uh stephanie zeller walks in and she looked familiar but i've never met her and so I'm like, uh, but we we co- corresponded via message on like Instagram or something. So I snapped a picture of her and sent it to her, saying, "Are you here?" And it, I mean, it, it, it was a stalker photo, totally. I mean, total, not creepy at all. No, I mean, well, on the creepy side, creepy factor, I, I'm a I'm a three. <laughs> three and a half if you don't shave. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so I feel pretty calm, pretty safe with a three. You know, when you're a, a low prime number, you're okay. Now, on Friday night, I believe, we went to an event together. Do you remember the event? We did. We went to the Iva Clark extravaganza-ish thing. That's correct. Yeah, Iva Clark kind of debuted a new mill, and they debuted uh, the Program Mill 1, uh, and then they debuted some new materials, some Zircad and some other other CAD materials. Um, and so they had kind of a little stage show, and then they had sort of a little exhibit hall and, and with some hors d'oeuvres and and drinks and whatnot and at some point during the night lance do you have any recollection of what happened towards the end of the night uh i i don't know what you mean there were um i would say comically large versions of some (laughs) ivaclar cements Uh, i just gotta say i'm a big fan you you are a fan (laughs) they had some uh some i would say vario link aesthetic uh, syringes that were obviously dummies, like there's nothing in them. It would be thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars of Verilink aesthetic. They had some Verilink aesthetic syringes that were like the size of like, I don't know, a baseball bat or something like that, uh-huh. would you say? Yeah, yeah. And then they had a Speed Sim 2 syringe that was probably five and a half feet tall, yeah. would you guess? Yeah, something like that. Pretty close. So at some point, I may have taken the Verilink syringe that was the size of a baseball bat um, and pretended that it was a large phallus. Yeah, you could say that. Yeah, yeah. And then not to be outdone by Lance, you walk over and took the five and a half foot speed sim syringe. Yes. And pretended as if it was a phallus. You could tell uh, I was excited to be there. That proceed that after that happened, then the speed sim syringe would not stand up straight anymore. <laughs> no. I believe it was damaged by Lance's um, thrusting motions that he made with it. So we will post these pictures 
<laughs> on the Instagram page um, and on our Facebook page. And Lance, we we can't take each other anywhere. We probably should, it's it's probably good that we are safe distance away. Yeah, yeah, it was <laughs> it was bad. It was bad. Well, Lance, we're not here to talk about making fake dicks out of Ivacar products. <laughs> we're not. Um, okay. We are here to give advice to our listeners, both of them. So, listeners, we need your <laughs> questions. Your questions are the sustenance we crave. Tonight we have two emailed questions from listeners, and I had an idea today, Lance. Well, you did. I am going to go to one of these uh, websites that prints uh, like nice stickers. Okay. And I'm going to get a, some working interferences stickers made. And anyone who emails us in a question that makes it on the show, we're going to send you a sticker. Perfect. It's going to be a nice sticker. It's not going to be like one of those crappy, like like uh, Paw Patrol stickers you give to your pedo patients. <laughs> right. This, this is going to be like a real nice sticker, like a high quality, like vinyl, like really well done, like die cut sticker. Okay. Oh, you want you want a, a working interference sticker? Send us your questions, and if you get one on, we will uh, we will send you a sticker. So, um, and and maybe we've talked about doing T-shirts before. Uh-huh. Maybe like we'll, we'll like a draw someone out of out of like at one out of every ten or something like that to get a T-shirt or something. Okay, what do you think about that? That's a really good idea. Yeah. So so the the whole point behind that is is the questions are what make or break the show. I mean that's what that's what. Sort of, that's the fuel that keeps us going. So we don't want any boring questions, do we, Lance? No. We don't want, like, what's the best kind of impression material? Because we all know that that's reversible hydrocolloid. Of course. Um, Stay with the class. We want the questions. That's right. We want the <laughs> questions that Gordon Christensen can't answer. So with that, Lance, uh, we want our listeners to send their questions to workinginterferences at gmail.com. Um, Lance, are you ready for some advice? I think so. All right. So question one is an emailed question today, and uh, that comes from listener Candace. And Candace says, you mentioned AGD Mastership on the show. I've been looking into becoming a fellow, but it seems kind of a great way to give the AGD my money when I just want to learn as much as I could anyway. Thoughts? I figured this was the best place to get a no BS answer. Thanks. Candace, P.S. I kept the four-letter word out of this so you wouldn't have to edit it. You're welcome. So thank you, Candace. I'm sure we're going to try to do a fast turnaround on this episode, so I'm sure Lance appreciates that. Yep, thank you. So Lance, tell me, where are you in your AGD journey? I uh, have a mastership, uh, Magda. I am a Magda. I am a Magda as well. I am. I got my master's as well. When, when did you get your mastership? Uh, a couple of years ago, I was. I, I walked in Boston. So nice. That, that was uh, 16, I think. Yes, because yeah. I walked in Vegas. That was 17. That was a year after Boston. Okay. Yeah. What, what did you think about your mastership? What was like your, like, tell me, like after going through it, do you feel better for it? What, what do you, where do you stand? Yeah, yeah. Well, so I think as we established earlier, I've graduated bottom of my class, you know, 20 years ago. And I had this inferiority complex. And so I, I started taking CE because I felt I needed to catch up. So originally, I started, I had the goal to get a fellowship and things just to kind of prove to my classmates that I'm not too stupid. And after a few years, and I got addicted to it, was started collecting hours. Then I quit really paying attention. And so I was just taking education for the educational benefit and, and improving myself. And then 10 years go by and I thought, you know what, I really should have followed through and took all the tests and things like that. So on a serious note, I... I really thought it was a good process. It was a good way. The fellowship's kind of more general. You could do uh, all the hours in in very few subjects, but with the mastership, you've got to get a 
a, a well-rounded, all the categories have to be represented in a lot of hands-on things. So and that can be hard. That can be very hard. My brother's trying to get it right now. He is. And he's, he's going all over the place trying to take hands-on things just to finish up. There's a few that are really hard. Do you remember the hard ones to get? Like, what are the really hard hours to get? Oh, like the... the material science stuff and the pedo and the things that I don't really, I'm not really interested in. Hands-on pedo is tough. Hands-on ortho can be tough because Invisalign doesn't count. Right. Um, um, uh, hands-on special patient care. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. That seems like a rough way to talk <laughs> about patients. Like you're real special, aren't you? You're a, you fall under special patient care. If someone told me that I would be offended. I, I thought you'd be used to it by now. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Um, yeah, th- those were tough ones. I, I did a master track. Do you guys have a master track? Yeah, we do. We have a really good one up here in Seattle. and uh, Really helps. Oh my God, yeah. Uh, if you're afraid of public speaking, maybe not. But they have a, we have an opportunity on the, on the last day to do case presentations, which they'll round up the hours to, uh, to give you a lot of hours towards the towards the hands-on portion so you put in the work they'll get you the hours that you need yeah i think ours the one in texas was we met twice a year Hmm. and it was like thursday friday saturday sunday Uh and if you did that and then presented you would get 48 hours of hands-on ce oh wow that's more than we got yeah and so they would try to keep it within two different code two different like primary codes Uh uh-huh so if you went for four years, eight, a total of eight sessions, you would get all of your yeah. participation hours, yeah. which was a really nice way to do it. That way you're not flying all over the freaking country like Clint is, <laughs> whatever, like pedo hands-on in Boston or whatever yeah, garbage yeah. it was. I think it, one of the credits, he's like a half credit shy in the one something, and he had to look all over the the, the nation for something that would would finish because he he's got some sort of deadline in his mind and uh, rather than wait till next year he flew somewhere. Yeah, so uh, you know I was thinking. I mean, so Candace asked like, is this just a good way to give the AGD money? I'm like, yeah, obviously. Like, that's yeah, one way. It's the one thing that they have that like AD, ADA doesn't have. Like, there's no award system in the ADA. But right. I think that's kind of a good thing. Like, I've I've always respected the AGD yeah. for that. And for like like setting out sort of clear and precise goals, um, and like yeah, do they profit from it? Sure, they do. They should. Uh, and and I think Lance, we should profit from something. So I think we should come up with our own organization and come up with our own <laughs> big titles. So what would our association be? You have any ideas? Oh, I actually I brainstormed when we first got this email. I brainstormed some ideas, but I totally forgot what I came up with yeah um i would say like the international association of heterosexual dentists like we could do something like that and you could get like different different levels of like proving your heterosexuality i'm not sure exactly how that would work uh i yeah it's the proof is in the pudding yeah so that's that's (laughs) that could be one thing um i think lance you and i are both a member of the uh the national association of white male dentists the uh nawmd yeah, I, um, aren't you a treasurer? Or a... Yeah, there's there's many of us. <laughs> I'm the, a sergeant at arms. The Association of White Male Dentists is basically the ADA, I think, <laughs> is what that is. Um, uh, it is it is the, the the forbearing kind of deal. I think if we were to make a fake organization, and it could just be like the the International College of People Who Listen to Working Interferences. And what would that be called? The, the, yeah, uh, to come up with like a the, cool <laughs> acronym for it, like. 
Because yeah. you know I'm going to come up with like the 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 union the universal congress of kinesiologists. So if you get a fellowship, you're a fuck. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but then if you get a mastership, you're just a muck. If you get a, <laughs> and if you achieve the highest level, which is chairman of that, you are a cuck, which I think is another <laughs> another. My- my new favorite term for people. Yes. Uh, I think you heard it from the same place I did. It was Deanna Miller. Uh, Deanna Miller, yeah, who first <laughs> used the word cuck. Uh, and I've fallen in love with the term, Lance. I, I had to, to Google it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think obviously, like, any organization that does those things, it's obviously, like, kind of a BS way. But I think it's BS with, like, a good thing at heart, don't right. you? Yeah, it's it's... Absolutely. I I do think you end up being a well-rounded dentist after the pursuit has been achieved. So a little recognition isn't bad. So do you remember what score you made on the fellowship exam? I don't. I just remember it was by the skin of my teeth. Yeah, yeah, for sure. (laughs) So I kind of took it cold. Uh Like, you know, I I, I didn't want to put a lot of work into it. Okay. Which is like most things in my life. Okay. Uh, and so I said like, hey, what's the worst that can happen if I fail? Like, oh, it's 400 bucks or whatever, right? To take right. it again, like in uh-huh. three months. Like I've got plenty of time. It's fine. Yeah. So I just sort of like the night before reviewed some old test questions and then just showed up and took it. And I think I got like a 74 and you need a 70 to pass. So it certainly oh, okay. like wasn't by a mile, but like for really not studying, like I'll take it. Yeah. Well, I, I kind of... I. You you take a, a thousand hours of CE, you feel like you kind of know your shit, right? So I kind of did the same thing. I took it twice. The first time I did that, and I and I think I missed like I got it was like a sixty nine. So I was pleased with the number, but not really with the score. If you know what I mean. Nice. Nice. So I, the second time around, I actually studied for it. Um, I did a lot of the old exams uh, that you can buy them online, and I was using my iPad and I would just run through them. If you do them all of them using your iPad and do them over and over and over again, you can almost memorize those questions. There, there, there weren't a ton of repeats, but when the repeats came, they were obvious. So those were all gimmies. Uh, Andrea scored like a seven. Andrea took her exam not long, her fellowship exam, not long before or after. Uh-huh. I, I don't remember entirely. Um, because that was that was a few years ago, um, and she got like a seventy six, and I remember her like lording that over me. <laughs> of course, <laughs> it like it's not like I you got a ninety six, like you got a seventy. Like you're not yeah. that much better than me. Like you know, whatever. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I distinctly remember that. But then we went through kind of the mastership journey together, which was fun. Oh, okay. um, except. <laughs> I kind of screwed her over at some point, and I, I feel bad about it. As you should. Um, so we sort of really were sprinting because we wanted to finish together, and we really wanted to walk in Boston, where mm-hmm. you walk. Yeah. And so when she moved to San Antonio, she had to miss one of the master tracks, and it was like the master track on Indo. Mm. And so she missed the Indo one, and so she we got kind of we're coming to the end of the year, it was like December, and she was going to be short on Indo hours. Mm. Fortunately, Indo is a fairly easy hands-on one to get. Yeah. But in order for her to get the number of endo hours she needed, she had to go to Boston to, or no, I'm not Boston. She had to go to New York City, like or like Jersey, mm. like like Hoboken, New Jersey, or something <laughs> like that, to like get the right. endo hours that she needed. And so she did it. Like she went to New York in December and went to this course, and um, she commented on how wildly available they had extracted teeth. They had basically just unlimited supplies of extracted human teeth. Uh-huh. And she mentioned it to the people running the course, and they got like real hush hush about it. Like 
Turns out they get all their teeth from China. And so like, who knows if that's sort of like done in a humanitarian type of way. So they kind of keep it on wraps like where their teeth come from. Yeah. So it's not like Burke and Hare, the, those guys in Scotland that were providing cadavers for the med school. Oh, my God. It basically, I'm sure the same thing is like these are like like prisoners of war from whatever Chinese gulag or whatever. And they just like rip out all their teeth and yeah. send them to some Indo company in America for 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 you know, Dennis to drill on on a weekend course. <laughs> hey, whatever, whatever it takes. So by the, uh, by, so she gets the course and she gets everything done and we apply and we get accepted. And so we're all ready to walk in Boston. And then like sometime in early in the year uh, that we were supposed to walk, I get a phone call from 3M <laughs> and, and they invited me to, to their uh, KOL, Key Opinion Leader event in Wanawak, which is like their private resort. Uh-huh. And the deal with that is if you turn down the in, uh, invitation to Wanawak, you will never get invited again. And it just so happened that it was the same weekend as the AGD meeting in Boston. Oh, God. So I had to very nicely um, ask Andrea to not walk in Boston and wait a year in Vegas. Or wait a year for Vegas. And so she did, and I had to buy her a Fendi purse in exchange for that. You know, uh, it I all worked it. out. Yeah. <laughs> I deserved every single bit of it. So Candace, I think we both recommend sort of getting involved with that. I think to me, Lance, and, and you may agree or may not agree, the hardest part was the the fellowship exam, right? Yeah, yeah, it really was. I mean, once you get past that, like then the rest of it kind of happens. Like yeah. if you do the minimum amount of CE, you'll get a fellowship like in 15 years or whatever, right? So it's not going to take you all that much. The mastership is going to be a harder deal. But if you strategize for it and whatnot, it's going to make you take CE that you probably wouldn't have taken before. Right, right. And things you might not be interested in, but they actually do, you do benefit from it. Yeah. Never in a million years would I do a freaking hands-on pedo course, like by my <laughs> own reconnaissance. Like, exactly, exactly. Never. But because of MasterTrack, I did. And I think I'm better for it. Yeah. Can't just do it. Like, don't join our International Congress of people who listen to working interferences and don't try to become a grand wizard in that. That's well, you not going to make you me be better. Both. You could be both. You could be both. That's fine. <laughs> it only costs you uh, $4,995 to be a grand wizard in the International College of People Who Listen to Working Interferences. Uh-huh. We take uh, credit cards. We do. Yeah, Lance has a has, has a square uh, reader on his phone. And if you just give him your credit card number, just email that in. He'll We're write. all good. And PayPal. Yeah, and we'll send you a certificate. Uh, and we'll send you a sticker uh-huh. and maybe a t-shirt. Probably. Maybe. But your money's probably better spent with the AGD and doing some structured CE that may force you outside of your comfort zone. Yeah. Lance, if you had your choice of one particular subject matter to take CE in and you could take all your CE in that and, and still do whatever, what would you what would be your your course? Uh well I was I, I was pretty heavy on the cosmetic dentistry. I mean I had taken so many veneer courses and stuff, so Probably that. Yeah. I think I would do like like operative or fixed, like restorative dentistry or whatever would be, uh-huh. would be my ballywick. Yeah. I, I just can't imagine the person who like gets really into like oral medicine or whatever. Yeah. That's a special kind of someone. Jeez. Holy moly. <laughs> well, thankfully, Lance, we are done. And so now that means we never have to go to a CEO course again for the rest of our life, right? Pretty much. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. it's in the the fine print at the bottom yeah tell my state board that let's see what they say yeah yeah nice on to question two another listener question i love it lance it's so good i love it when we get listener questions to me it's even better than reddit reddit Reddit. okay 
I think so because it, it shows us that people are listening, right? And like there's actually like something's happening, right? So I, I, I love it. Yeah. I love it. So yeah. this is from Jonathan and Jonathan asked, my associate removed an old gold crown on a patient. The assistant noticed him slipping the scrap gold into his lab coat before she could take it and put it into our scrap gold pile in my office. After watching this, the assistant then asked the patient if she wanted her gold crown back. Patient said yes. Ten minutes later, the scrap gold reappeared on the cart. The associate is great clinically. What should I do? That's so awesome. <laughs> so awkward. <laughs> oh, Lance, do you keep your scrap? I do. Have you Have you ever sent it in? Like, have you ever done anything with it? Well, we, we got this person that comes through and it probably giving me low ball numbers for the totally scrap. Totally freak you off. But I just, it's its a convenience fee. I look at it like, fine, it'll be 300 bucks right now. Sure. I uh, think it, it's probably the most unscrupulous thing in all of dentistry is right. the refining of, of scrap metal. Yeah. Uh, do you, you you save yours? Yeah. And I I don't know as if I've ever cashed it in. So I've never really looked to see how much is there. I probably should do that and make oh sure my, my assistants aren't like making off with it. Well, at this point, if you've never cashed in, then you probably like $2,000 to sit there in a jar. Yeah, maybe. You know, I... So uh, we, we went to Chicago Midwinter, obviously, uh-huh. and, and walking around, there's a bunch of refining companies there. It's a kind of yeah. a common thing. Yeah. And I just don't see a ton of traffic at their booths. <laughs> no, it's not, it's not the most uh, sexy booth. Not at all. And and so this one company, and I think it was named Argen, A-R-G-E-N. Yeah, yeah. They talk about how like when they're refining your metal, you like, it, there's like a camera. And so you can see it like getting refined or whatever. But hmm. like, how do you know the scales aren't gamed? Right. How do you know like that's actually your metal and it's not just like from speed? You know, you remember <laughs> in speed or they like had the loop of the, of the footage or whatever? Right, right. How do you know it's not just like that and it's like halfway through it just like loops back to the start you know like it just seems like there'd be a lot of room there for like some unscrupulous behavior and i'm not accusing them of anything i'm just saying like the camera on the gold like how do i know that's my gold and how do i know your scales not screwed and just all of that stuff well well, not only that i mean with the the person actually comes to the office they'll 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 sort it out and they'll put on the scales and everything they'll say yeah it was this much and i'll give you this much for it well it's not like i can argue like I, I can't say. Well, actually, that's I, the thing. we have no clue. Like yeah. we have zero clue about like what that day's particular like metal hall is. I don't well, know. I mean, yeah. Well, that's a type two gold right there. I, that, that's ten more dollars. Oh my god! Do you remember that garbage? Like type two gold and type four gold and all that. I just know type two was inlays and type three was crowns. And I think type four was like like frameworks and stuff like that. Like if you did like a gold framework partial, oh. could you imagine? <laughs> No. Oh my god. Um. Yeah. I the, the Argen guy was telling me that now palladium is actually like what is going to be the massive like your cash hmm. like even more than gold. It's like palladium's at an all time high right now apparently. Yeah. All right. Which I had no idea, and I don't even remember like how much palladium is in a gold crown. Like no. That's yeah. It's a. Uh... <laughs> like, I have no idea. Ten <laughs> percent? Uh, I don't know. God, I, you could like if you said it confidently, I would believe you. Yeah. You could say any number <laughs> confidently, and I'd believe you. Yeah, I, I almost did, and then I then I thought eh, some listeners going to say what a f- fucking liar. Um. So I love what I love about this is I love the guy slips it into his lab coat. Oh my god! Yeah, which so- is. I quietly respect that guy of like, hey, if no one notices, awesome. If someone notices, like, I'll return it. Don't like, don't even worry about it. But no one notices, like, shit is mine. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, I don't, I get, there's so many things in my office that are fireable offenses. <laughs> so many. Um, We've but, heard many of them. It <laughs> seems like there's about one per episode. Uh, and I heard somebody for this or that. Literally the entire state of Washington has worked for Lance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. Here's the deal. If I caught my assistant or my associate, I don't have an associate, so this is easy uh-huh. for me to say, but let's say I did or my assistant pocketing some of my gold, uh-huh. I'm going to make them do a little something, and I'm going to tell you what that is. Okay. I'm going to make them dance like an old prospector. <laughs> you know what I mean by yeah. that? Uh-huh, yeah. I don't really know how to describe it, but I would say, like, you're going to stand kind of bow-legged and hop from one leg to another with your hands in the middle kind of pumping up and down yep. like you would on, like, you know, a, a, a uh, ignition for dynamite, That's like in exactly- an old, like, that's yeah, exactly what I had in my mind. You know what I'm talking about? When you said that, that's exactly what was going through my brain. That's I need you to dance like an old <laughs> prospector, and I want you to take the cr- – this is if I catch you. This right. is just the penance you're going to pay. I'm going to let you keep it, but you're going to entertain me. And that's yeah. you're starting by dancing like an old prospector. Yep. And I want you to take the metal, and I want you to put it in between your teeth. I want you to bite on it, <laughs> and then I want you to go, woo! We got some real gold here. <laughs> so, something like that. I really, I want, I want like the full show. You know, like, like put put a show on for me. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like I was, uh, I was in New York and Rosenthal was lecturing, and he was talking about people asking for handouts. And he says, "Okay, well, I'm not just going to give you money, earn it." And the guy with his handouts looking, I'm like, "What?" He says, "Sing for me." And the guy looked at him and he's like, "It was just dumbfounded." He says, "Look, you got to earn it, and if you earn it, I'll give it to you." So the guy sang some some jingle, and so Larry gave him the twenty bucks or five by whatever he gave him. So yeah, here's your take my gold, but dance like a prospector. Absolutely, absolutely. So so Jonathan, I think that's the key here is you you got to make your associate dance like an old prospector. That's the key. Earn it. Good. I'm I'm glad. I'm glad we we came to came. Yeah, don't fire some. I don't know. I, to me, like I don't fire anybody for anything. It seems like and Lance fires everybody for everything. <laughs> but I think this is one we agree on. Like. No, this is fine. Like, just maybe, maybe have a chat about not taking. Like, if the patient wants it back or whatever. Like, I don't know. Like, that's. I feel like there's there's worse things in the world. And if this is like the thing you're dealing with, like, probably not the end of the world. Yeah, it's not the biggest deal. And if they're a good producer and hard worker and on time and all that, God, it's yeah, this isn't fireable. Yeah, I get it. And if they like agree with your philosophy and all that stuff, like that's got to be so freaking hard to find. You find a good one, like you can't let a little gold get in the way of that. That's right. All righty, Lance. So I think we've done some good work there. It is on to time for Reddit. Reddit. I'm assuming that you just dropped in that Reddit sound effect that we love so much. Sure did. Sure did. Nice. So, you know, somebody asked me this the other day. So a listener uh, sent me a message and asked me this. And he asked, uh, he said, how long do you spend digging through Reddit to find these questions? (laughs) And and I'm going to answer honestly with this. Literally, the question that we're reading today is the first thing that was on Reddit when I looked at it. 15 minutes ago. So I'm not digging very long. I don't think I've ever spent more than three or four minutes looking for a question. So yeah, literally this stuff is like everywhere towards the top. Like it's not difficult to find these crazy questions. Yeah. So our this Reddit question comes from, this is one of the best names we've had yet. <laughs> Nostromo Pyro. So I guess like Nostradamus who likes to set shit on fire. <laughs> They ask, peanut butter sandwich? Hi, subreddit dentistry. 
Recently, I've been more concerned about my oral health. This is due to three chipped teeth in one month caused by my love of soda. And today was and looking math. up foods that were bad for my teeth. I find out my all-time favorite food, peanut butter, is apparently bad for my teeth. Now, like I said, I love peanut butter sandwiches and usually eat two a day. God. Is that a huge issue? Two peanut butter sandwiches a day? I brush my teeth twice a day. Once in the morning when I wake up and before I go to bed. Huh. I, Lance, I love peanut butter. I do too. I really do. I, I mean, I love it. And I do not eat pe two peanut butter sandwiches in a goddamn month. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Maybe in a year. Uh, yeah, that that's... I think that's an unhealthy relationship with food. There's no doubt. When was the last time you had a peanut butter sandwich? I don't remember. It's it's a long time. I mean, I like my chocolate peanut butter ice cream at Cold Stone, but uh, yeah, two a day. Two a day. Yeah, I don't think. I don't know. Actually, that's that's. Uh, yeah, if you're brushing twice a day, I, I think it, your 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 sodas are probably a bigger issue. Probably your crystal meth is probably the bigger probably issue of it all. Yeah, 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 and I'm assuming with a name like Nostromo Pyro that some crystal <laughs> meth is involved somewhere. I, I'm maybe. Let me ask you a dumb question, Lance. Do you did you guys have nutrition class? Did you go to Oregon? Is that where you went? Uh, Oregon Health Sciences. Yeah. Okay. Did you have nutrition at Oregon? God, if we did, I if we did, I don't remember it. We did. We had a, a nutrition class. Okay. And I remember quizzes that were like rank the foods, just like in the level of karyogenicity or whatever, right? Like okay carries causingness of the diet of the food or whatever. I, right. I don't understand what I'm supposed to do with that knowledge. Am I <laughs> like, am I literally supposed to coach my patients on their eating habits? Yeah. Like I soda thing. If you're swilling Mountain Dew, like I get that one, but like to get so granular, isn't it? Like, tell me on a scale of one to 10, how much do you love peanut butter? Like, yeah, I, you know, I do, buddy. I like I don't the... have time to like, sift through your diet journal and tell you what's karyogenic and what's not. Yeah, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to have you do a food journal for a week and then come back to me and let's discuss your 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 habits and how we can what improve. What would you have to charge to do, like what would your fee be for that to make that like something you would do? Uh, it's got to be 300 bucks. Oh, I'm thinking it's got to be more than a crown. Okay, well, 300 bucks for the first 10 minutes. And oh, <laughs> yeah, because but if I'm looking through like a week of food journal, like we're yeah. talking an hour, like yeah, that's a fifteen hundred dollar deal. Uh, yeah, it's it's got to be something like that. Uh, like, yeah. like Jillian Michaels doesn't charge as much as I would charge to do that. <laughs> that's a that's a person, right? I think that's a person, Jillian I, I Michaels. So. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Let me Google. I, th I think that's the biggest loser chick, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's who she is. Yeah, she's kind of mean, but she's kind of nice. Right, right. I, I don't know what Jillian Michaels charged to, charges to do a dietary assessment, but my guess is it's cheaper than what I would charge. Yeah, I, I probably. I mean, it's kind of like me and dentures. I hate doing <laughs> yeah. them, and so I charge. <laughs> you charge like five grand a, a, an arch or something. Like I that. do. Yeah, I do. So, so if I do them, hey, I don't mind that all the time it's going to take me, and I, I do a damn good job. Job, but it's. I'm not doing it for 900 bucks. Yeah. What What is it about peanut Do you think it's the stickiness of peanut butter? Uh, like, I, like we had be. nutrition, but I do not remember. Yeah, it's got to be the stickiness. I guess, and, and I mean, I'm, I'm assuming there's just a ton of sugar in there. I've never looked at a label of peanut butter because I don't really want to know. 
<laughs> um, it's kind of like sausage. You don't want to know what's in there. Just oh, I have no, yeah. no, yeah, no interest in knowing. Like, just give me more of it. Right. Um, yeah, I guess it's the stickiness. That's one thing I will hear. Patient. I had a patient this week that told me that I like had done like an OB restoration on number eighteen or something like that. Uh huh. And he said it was sensitive when he ate peanut butter that was like ground at the store. You know, not like Jif or Skippy or okay. or uh, any of the other store bought ones. This was on like where you have like the hopper that's like full of peanuts and it grinds the peanuts right there. You know, I don't think I've ever been to a store that does that. Okay, it's like Whole Foods do it. Like they'll do almond butter and cashew gotcha. butter and that kind of shit. Okay. Um, you know, there and and it's like that's the most specific thing in the like if your tooth only hurts, it doesn't hurt when you eat store-bought peanut butter. Only the peanut butter that gets ground down like from peanuts in front of you. Yeah. Is that a problem? It's got to be. You want me to replace the restoration because of that? Like how much of that are you eating? Yeah. Craziness. Yeah, I the, the two peanut butter sandwiches a day, I think is strange. This definitely like highlights some sort of strange relationship with food. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like the weird eating habits. You ever seen that people like on on Mori Povich that eat yes. cotton? They eat toilet paper rolls or something like that. Yes, I you know I had I had a patient like that once actually, oh, and really? I remember the story to this day. It was it was a female patient who was like in law school or something, and this was I don't know twelve years ago or so. I don't even remember exactly. This like seems like it was early in my career, uh-huh. and she came in. And the hygienist had asked her something about like an update in her medical history. And she said, oh, I'd, I'd been in the hospital recently. And so she started asking questions about it. Um, you know, what, what were you in the hospital for or whatever? And she said, well, it was like finals time. And, and I had gone on this binge of eating pumpkin seeds. Like hmm. roasted pumpkin seeds. Okay. And that was like when she was studying or whatever, that was like her snack. And so it was like finals time. She's studying all the time. So she's eating pumpkin seeds nonstop. And apparently like they're fine. Like they can make it through your GI tract. Okay. Like in small doses, but oh. like when you eat a lot of them, they, they tend to build up and they blockade. And so she had like gotten like oh, kid wow. formed a phalanx in her intestines of, of pumpkin seeds. Oh, wow. And like it sort of like blocked everything up. And so finally, um, she sort of realized like, oh, like I don't feel good. Uh, I haven't gone to the bathroom in a couple of days and like I feel like I'm going to explode. Right. Hmm. And so she tried to go or whatever and couldn't and started taking some stuff and couldn't. Um, and then finally, like she took something more aggressive, like whatever a more aggressive laxative is. I'd have to ask Aaron Elliott and her husband who <laughs> like to give each other laxatives <laughs> for funsies or whatever. Um, I'd have to ask her about about which which ones are more aggressive than others. But apparently she takes a more aggressive one and just like the the, the dam breaks, uh, so to speak. Uh-huh. Um, and, and apparently it was very painful and, uh, to the point of like laying in the shower crying, uh, like why hot water, like massaged her, her stomach or whatever, huh. you know, trying to get all these pumpkin seeds out of her or whatever. And for some reason, like I still remember that story and I, and, and, and like, they weren't a huge snack of mine before, but like You're pumpkin done. seeds, like I will <laughs> never put another freaking pumpkin seed in my mouth yeah i'm out because of that story super gross oh it's like super the scene in, uh, in dumb and dumber when uh yes jeff daniels uh goes in the toilet and yeah 
Have you ever had anybody like with a crazy food addiction or anything? I can't say as I have. Okay. Or I just didn't ask the right questions. I feel like, I don't feel like you find like people in Italy who are like addicted to a certain kind of food or people in Germany or whatever. Like that really seems like the domain of the crazy American. Yeah, it's probably. The crazy American who has a horrible relationship with food like mentally. Yeah, it's it's probably it's probably a uniquely American thing. I would I would guess so. So I, the the two peanut butter sandwiches a day and all the soda. I think you're right in that. Like, if you just like cut down on some of the soda, and if you just like you know like rinse and brush after you have that peanut butter sandwich, and and just less meth. And yeah, yeah, for sure. Cut on <laughs> get down on the meth. Like, if if you want to, if you need some kind of stimulant, like use nose like cocaine through the nose. It's right, not going to yeah. affect your your teeth at it's all. The classic, and it's it's teeth friendly. Absolutely. You know, I mean, it's not great for your septum, but you'll worry about that later. Yeah. It's not a big deal. They can reconstruct those. For sure. That's what ENTs are for. Perfect. Um, so, I mean, all right. So cut down on soda. Don't smoke any more meth. And then uh, brush your teeth when you get done with your freaking pe- your two <laughs> peanut butter sandwiches a day, you sick pig. <laughs> Maybe eat a banana every once in a while or an apple instead of a peanut butter sandwich maybe a nice piece of cheese or like some roasted turkey or something like that like you don't have to have two peanut butter sandwiches a day like what are you nine (laughs) is it on wonder bread exactly with the crust cut off for you now i kind of want a peanut butter sandwich to be honest with you i'm hank right now yeah it's like 1 a.m here i want a peanut butter sandwich now good luck with that and go to the Cracker Barrel across the street? Uh, there's no Cracker Barrel across the street here, no. I'm at kind of in a cool, hip area of Dublin, Ohio right now, actually. Dublin. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I feel like I'm in Dublin. Dublin, Ireland. <laughs> so go get a Guinness. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Nice. Well, Lance, that's going to do it for us tonight. Okay. Uh, I did the song last time, yeah. and, and Anthony Gonzalez made fun of me because it was kind of a touchy-feely song. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? So I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take the week off from selecting a song and give you a chance. To okay. select a song so that someone can make fun of you. Okay. Well, this will be definitely make funnable. Okay, um, good. You ever heard of Richard Cheese? No. <laughs> so, Richard Cheese. I mean, yes, but no. <laughs> lounge Against the Machine. So, here's this guy who he does lounge versions of songs. Yes. So, if you do you know Nine Inch Nails? I do. Okay. Remember the song Closer? I know that one. Okay. Imagine singing that as a lounge singer, like with a martini in your hand and you're just kind of swinging and, and things. It's. I- uh, very interested to hear this. Okay, it's it's uh, it's a classic. I, I first discovered him like ten years ago or so, and, and bought everything on CDs. And like I said, I've been rebuying all my stuff so I could just stream it on my phone. And this time it was it was Richard Cheese. Some he goes by Dick. Obviously, <laughs> it'd be it'd be a crime if he didn't. To be honest. With you. <laughs> so yeah, closer by uh, Richard Cheese and the Lounge Against the Machine. Awesome. Well, enjoy Closer. Uh, send us your questions, workinginterferences at gmail.com. Uh, hit us up on the web at uh, workinginterferences.com, which apparently we got a virus at, um, <laughs> and it's currently unavailable. <laughs> but maybe someday, if you're listening to this as some part of a time capsule uh-huh. that was put together by an elementary school, maybe at some point in 50 years we'll get our shit together and have a website. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. What are the odds? It's a, it's a coin flip. Yeah. Um, hit us up on all the social bullshits um, at working in or uh, at uh, Winterferences on Instagram and Twitter, and uh, you can find us at Working Interferences on Facebook. Um, and uh, and we'd love to get some questions. We will send you a sticker if you get a question on the air. So keep that in mind. So Lance, uh, I'm interested to hear this lounge version of Closer, and uh, and I hope you uh, hope you guys have a good night.
You let me violate you You let me desecrate you You let me penetrate you You let me complicate you Help me, I broke apart my insides Help me, I've got no soul to sell I want to feel you from the inside I want to fuck you like an animal My whole existence is flawed You get me closer to God You can have the hate that it brings You can have my absence of faith You can have my everything I want to fuck you like an animal I want to feel you from the inside I want to fuck you